Hello, I'm Alison. I'd like to share something that happened on the women's retreat back in January. It was a small thing, but I feel it was a really helpful lesson to me. Um, a number of us went hiking during our free time, and it was one of those beautiful winter days in Minnesota when the sky is a deep blue and the sun's shining and the snow is sparkling, and it was just great to be outside. But one thing I didn't reckon with was how deep the snow was. You had to put a foot in and then pull it out, put the other one in. And I actually began to feel quite wobbly and not very secure. And I was a bit worried about falling over. And I was going really slowly, which was awkward because I was the front of the line and there were lots of women behind me. And I felt a bit embarrassed. I was holding everybody up. And then all of a sudden, there was Megan Tucker, came alongside, offered me an arm. I gratefully took it. And from then on, I just felt very safe, secure that I wasn't going to fall over. I was in good hands, thoroughly enjoyed the rest of the walk. Um, and it's funny, the retreat included lots of great things, but my abiding memory is just how loved I felt by Megan, that she was there to help just when I needed it. And I didn't feel embarrassed or awkward. I just felt, thank you, Megan. And to me, that's a really good picture of our life in the church. Sometimes we really need help. Sometimes we can be the ones offering the help. Uh, and I think that's the way God intended it for, for it to be. And uh, more recently, I've been serving on the Church Compassion Co Committee that decides um, how to spend the funds that have generously been given, because uh, some people have really been impacted by uh, job losses and that kind of thing because of the coronavirus. And others are in a position where they have plenty to give. And again, I think this is God's pattern, that sometimes we're givers, sometimes we're receivers, and uh, we need to be comfortable with both roles. And in our culture, I think we feel we need to take care of ourselves, but that's not the way God designed it. In the church, we're both givers and receivers, and that's the way he wants it. So thank you. Bye. 2020 was a very eventful year for me. After 12 plus years of an incredible, sometimes tumultuous journey of some missional real estate initiatives in the city, it finally came to a close. I worried, I waited, and in the end, I can honestly and lovingly say that my God took care of me through it all. And for that, I am really thankful. Thank you, God. Hi, I'm Stephen. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Erin. And um, we're new to restoration um, this year, so uh, we haven't met a lot of you because we started going um, during the pandemic. So we've, a lot of our participation has been online, um, but we're happy to um, share and we're just going to talk about how, how we've seen God work in 2020. Um, so we got engaged around Thanksgiving last year. And so um, that meant we were planning a wedding for May. And initially I've always been the girl, I didn't really care about having a wedding. Um, so I've always been the girl that's like, I'm just going to elope. 
And, but then the more that we thought about planning, the more I felt torn because on my, my family obviously wanted to be involved and there, you know, I had close friends that were involved in our relationship too. And I wanted to be able to celebrate with them. So I begrudgingly agreed to have a wedding. And we had planned it to still be small, but it was already kind of growing You'd go through the guest list and, um, you know, figure out you know, who's going to get an invite and who doesn't, you know, how you make those decisions. And then, uh, right around my birthday, the governor locked down Minnesota and we started talking and looking at what a wedding in 2020 would end up looking like. And so, uh, with people you know, cutting back on traveling and trying to keep social distancing, it just didn't look like it was going to work out and we weren't sure we're going to have a wedding at all, but uh, we ended up deciding to do something small. And even though we'd already sort of planned for and we're excited about the, the bigger gathering, ended up getting the small wedding that we always wanted just on the shore of Crystal Lake with. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we drove, we, all of the government offices were closing around the time that we were thinking <laughs> about getting married. We picked a date, like we were going to ma get married in May. And then we decided, why are we waiting? We're not going to have a big, you know, we're not going to have a wedding at this point anyway, so we might as well just get pick a random date in April um, to do it. And so all of the offices were closing down because of the pandemic to get marriage licenses. And so Stephen ended up like doing a bunch of research and we drove like an hour to get a marriage license. That's how um, I learned the counties in Minnesota. Yeah, and it was one of the, <laughs> la the few, last few counties even giving out a marriage license. Um, and my wedding dress was back in Tennessee getting fitted so I ended up just wearing a green jumpsuit for a wedding and we had it by the lake and my parents drove up and my sister came um, and it was the small wedding that I'd really always dreamed of um, and it ended up being like exactly what we wanted and um, so that was just ways that we saw God working in our lives and that we got to start out our marriage with people but not too big and it ended up being like the simple thing that we wanted that was more about our relationship um, than it was about the event of the wedding. And we, we started going to Restoration not long after that and it became mm -hmm. our our home church. And Erin and I took communion together for the first time because I came from a Catholic background and she was in an Anglican church in Atlanta. So I had a socially distant service on the shore of Lake Nokomis after getting married on the shore of Crystal Lake. Yeah. Uh, appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're happy to be a part of Restoration, and we hope that everyone has um, a happy new year, Merry Christmas, and um, we're excited to meet and get to know people as things hopefully open up in 2021. Hi, my name is Nancy Blansky. I'm focusing on this icon because it represents so well how God has carried me through this year. This fall, I had some serious health issues, which Jesus so kindly delivered me from. There are many other ways this year in which the Good Shepherd has stretched forth his arm to save and deliver and make himself known. And as the psalmist says, he has led me into wide and open spaces and brought me to safety. I am so grateful and so thankful to our Emmanuel, the God who is with us. Restoration. My name is Andrea Meitler. I've been going to Restoration for about two years now. Um, and for my 
God end of the year story. I just wanted to share that I've just been super thankful for God's faithfulness, even in this time of being apart from one another. And I just really felt the presence of God even in my own home. And I'm also really thankful that God walks with us um, even in times of questioning or at times of uh, when we struggle with things such as like the racial tensions in our city that God is with us and he cares for us and he doesn't leave us even when we do question. I'm also really thankful for restoration and the life group I've been able to be a part of in South Minneapolis and just for the ability even over Zoom to experience community together. So thank you. Happy New Year. Hello, Restoration. Uh, it's a beautiful morning out here. God continues to bless us. The sun sh keeps coming up every day. Uh, he's still blessed us with, with our company for, mo for almost all of us. Uh, I know this has been a difficult year for so many people, uh, but I wanna say that uh, I have been very blessed to know so many of you and uh, I've been blessed because the difficulty in this year, uh, the, you know, the uh, pandemic, the lawlessness, the uh, violence uh, has provided me a lot of time and opportunity to, th to, to pray and to be, uh, <clears throat> to talk to my children and my family and my wonderful friends, especially my friends in my life group, uh, about where God is. And God, and, and this year has strengthened my faith more than any other year. I know that if I die, I will go to, I'll be with Jesus. I have assurance of, of salvation, and that is the most precious thing that a living man could have. So, as we as we go through our own individual struggles, I think the uh, the thing to the, the thing to keep thinking about is God continues to bless us every day with His presence in our lives. Thank you. Is the Father with us? He is. Is Christ among us? He is. Is the Spirit here? He is. We're thankful that the Father, Son, and Spirit are with us. Amen. I am um, grateful for the Lord's goodness in 2020, as I'm sure everybody is. Um, and even though there were moments for sure when it felt like the least true thing was God's goodness, He kept bringing me back to his love and goodness over and over again this year. And one of the ways he did that, <clears throat> excuse me, was by helping me gain a greater appreciation for the church calendar. And maybe that sounds like a cop-out. Um, sometimes in my own head it does. But I love that in God's design and goodness and mercy and um, perfect plan, we move through not just the four seasons, which correspond so much with our own needs and hearts, um, but the church calendar as well. And I'm currently recording this on Christmas Eve, and I'm also in the three-hour newborn loop where I'm feeding and changing and sleeping 
um, a baby every doing the same thing every three hours. But the fact that I get to pull myself out of that loop and just know that Jesus came incarnate and that in the next few days we're going to celebrate the Epiphany and we're going to move into Lent and Easter and knowing that no matter what kind of space I have, God has already created it in the world around me for him and for me to enter into. I'm getting emotional because I'm so grateful and I'm grateful for our restoration family. Love you guys. I know that Rick specifically said these testimonies were not supposed to be rah-rah Restoration Anglican Church. They're supposed to be rah-rah God. And um, I can't help but when I think of the last year and how we got through it and where God showed up, it was through the people and ministries of restoration. Our family went through a lot of just the same stuff that the whole world went through in this pandemic and in living in Minneapolis and also had some different personal hardships that were particularly difficult. And when I think about how we got through them without having family really close by or not being able to see them because of COVID, um, that's when Rick and Molly showed up or the children's leadership team showed up or a friend from Life Group showed up. Uh, to watch my kids so I can have a little bit of sanity. We have four kids, um, two, four, six, and eight, all home, all day, every day, no school, and um, need some help sometimes, and church showed up. And when I was struggling personally, um, or Sam was, or we were together, that's Rick and Molly would show up, they go for a walk, bring me a care package, send a note. Um, that's how we got through it. And that's how God helped us. It's how God helped us get through this year uh, was with, with those people and from church. Yeah, the hardest, most difficult times of the year. When I think about them, I also think about uh, the help that I received in those times from restoration. So I'm very thankful for that and for our children specifically not having school and being bored and being lonely and then the children's ministry makes them a care package with activities and gifts and personalized notes like that is the Spirit of God filling us up again with joy and encouragement to get through again. And so I'm thankful for restoration so very much. And um, yeah, thanks to Rick and Molly and all of the friends and really family that helped us get through. And um, we can, we have a lot to be thankful for this year. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7.
Hi, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Joel Nichols. I want to reflect for just a minute today on one easy to overlook spot of God's grace and an otherwise tough year maybe, the ways that have been blessed this year by technology. It's easy to be down on technology and to think about the ways that it's not a one-to-one -one substitute for in-person conversations and hugs and hanging out together. But it's also easy to miss the ways that the ingenuity and creativity of humans has made this year dramatically different than it could have been. In the last major American pandemic, just about 100 years ago, most Americans didn't even have cars. Today, not only do most people have cars, but we have electricity and indoor plumbing, which is great in a cold Minnesota winter, and telephones. And we can share these kind of stories with each other on a screen in nearly real time. That's stunning to me. When I consider that today's eighth graders, when they were born, there were no iPhones, and that was only 13 years ago. When today's sixth graders were born, there were no Apple FaceTime about 10 years ago. When today's second graders were born, there was no Zoom. That was only about seven years ago. And I didn't really use Zoom until three years ago, maybe you until this year, right? Even further back, I didn't have an email address until I started graduate school about 25 years ago. And I couldn't connect on the same day with my family in another state unless I called them and had to worry about long distance calling rates. In the scheme of things, none of that's very long. So today I'm choosing to be grateful for technologies that allow me to connect with my family over a thousand miles away. I'm choosing to be grateful for the ways that we can gather as a church, even when we can't and we shouldn't be physically together. When we say our prayers together, when we join in the profession of faith and the confession of sins, when we're all celebrating the birth of Christ, we're joined just as we've always been. And so I'm grateful for our connectedness, which ironically I can see and feel in more pronounced ways sometimes when we're not physically together. And I'm grateful for the gifts that God's given humans for the creativity and ingenuity that God continues to give us so that we can move forward and help each other. Blessings on you as we end this year together. Hi, I'm Kelsey Goth. And I'm James Goth. Um, we've been going to restoration for a little over a year at this point, and we just wanted to share a little bit about how we've seen God working in our lives the past year, particularly as it relates to getting married in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and how restoration has played a role in that. So we started going um, to restoration at a time when we had transitioned out of another church. Um, we just weren't being fulfilled there or growing there. Um, and it was a huge answer to prayer to start going to restoration. Um, this also lined up with the time that we had got engaged and we were had no idea where we were going to get premarital counseling or who was going to do our wedding. Um, and that's where Rick and Molly came in and were such a blessing to us. Um, we got a chance to come to their home um, a couple nights a month, um, right during bedtime and <laughs> when they were trying to put the kids to bed and they just um, really ministered to us as we prepared for marriage. Yeah. And uh, as we got closer to the wedding, um, our plan for uh, who was going to marry us kind of fell through and Rick was able to step up. Um, and marry us. And then subsequently after that, pandemic hits and we had to replan our entire, uh, or entire wedding um, in the span of a month. And restoration, Rick and Molly did a ton of work for us trying to find us a new venue. And we ended up getting married at Church of the Cross on the day that we had initially planned to. Um, and there was just so many ways that um, 
we saw God helping us um, in the midst of chaos. We lost all of our photographers. We lost our florists. So all of that had to happen in such a short turnaround time. And it all came together great. Um, and we had everybody there um, at a car parade. It was great to see everybody. So, um, yeah. And I think God just showed up in those like small ways that James was saying, you know, with like these small details of having people be able to come in and fill roles that we um, had been canceled on us last minute. But also there were so many bigger ways that God stepped up um, and just, I don't know, making his presence so known on our wedding day, um, despite being only with about 10 people. Um, And then I think just afterwards, you know, being starting marriage in a quarantine has been um, actually a huge blessing. I think we've gotten so much quality time to spend together. Um, and there's so many things that I think might have, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do and get to know about each other. Um, so we've been really thankful for that as well. Yeah. So. Yep. We're really happy to be at Restoration and um, thanks for listening to our testimony. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So this has been a pretty dark year. Um, I know that everything that we've seen this year isn't new, but it's it's fresh and it's been so clear this year. I mean, the racism and disease, political division and sexual abuse and climate disasters and church dysfunction and isolation. Um, it's just all been so heavy and personal this year. And um, it's been hard. It's been hard for me and our family to muddle through. Um, But I think the thing that's really encouraged me this year that God has gifted us with is just small, um, clear pictures of him working. And those pictures just really give me hope of not just what can be for our community again in the short term, but also what God wants to see in the long term um, and when his kingdom comes. And um, so I would say just the things that have really blessed me this year would be um, finding a a supportive church family and having friends that just stop by, I feel like, or call or text when I need it most. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm an extrovert and this has been a very hard year. Um, So just those moments to really connect and be seen and to love other people too have been um, really life-giving and meaningful for me. And they help me just persevere with the kids. Um, And the kids have blessed me with little pictures of what can be, you know, when we plant seeds of faith, we plant seeds of goodness and gentleness and self-control. I would say one of the really big things too this year has been fostering and um, watching our foster family, you know, be separated and, that was so hard and traumatic for them, but it gave them the opportunity to face trauma and addiction head on. And they worked really hard and they pressed into good relationships and to work. And we got to see them reunited. And when we got to see them reunited, not only was that meaningful for us and for them, but we got to do it with all of you because the church came around us and blessed them with all sorts of material needs that they needed. And, um, I think that was so impactful for them, but it also really blessed me to see that need for community and church come come to fruition. So thank you. And may you continue to see hope um, bubble to the surface, even as this difficult <laughs> season drags on.
Hello there, Restoration. Rachel Hayden here. In case you forgot what my face looks like. Um, and this year I turned 40. So wish me happy birthday next time you see me. On my birthday eve, I was surprisingly overwhelmed with emotion. I mean, gratefulness and shock and awe and peace but mostly really, really thankful. And people talk about flushing 2020 down the toilet, but as an introvert and a healthcare hero, um, I didn't have a lot that changed, um, except what did change. And in January, we had some pretty terrible news and some days were still wrecked, but to see how God has worked um, in a whole decade, it's clear to me um, what he's done, including breaking me. Um, and I found a best friend that I paid for. Um, I was completely surprised by getting a best boy friend slash roommate. Um, and Brian is a really good one and a good husband. I um, have seen God through work, work through pain and trial and multiple house renovations, which is no joke. Um, he uh, has kept me safe with friends um, who have loved me like family. One of them is Lisa Corris, and she goes to restoration, and she is a keeper for the ages. Another one is Cara Eggers, but she's at Cross, and you can pray that she will one day join us at Restoration. Um, and what can I say about Restoration, except Rick and Molly are true shepherds. And do you know how uncommon that is? Um, so Jesus has been so kind and caring to me, and I'm praying that he will lead Brian and I in our next steps boldly and clearly. Bye. Hi, this is Laura Prasky, and I am thankful um, for an answered prayer this year. Back in the spring, the company I worked for was sold and bought, and my position was eliminated in the process. So um, within COVID, um, I lost my job, and it wasn't COVID-related. It was just timed with COVID. And over the year, I have been doing just a lot of personal development and um, started a business that I have been thinking about doing for a long time, but also needed a job. And in the summer, I felt like um, God was telling me he had a job for me. It just wasn't ready yet. And as the months went on, it became um, frustrating, discouraging to really not know where I was going to be landing. And in December... I was invited to a meeting where a job was offered to me and something had just happened a couple weeks before it that opened the doors for this HR job to even be offered um, because this business was acquiring another business and now they needed help with their HR. And I just want to give thanks to God, like he said, that there was a job for me and it just wasn't ready yet. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so that's my story. Blessings to you.
Christ is 